When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Thirteen fifty KMAN. It's the game, our far-flung edition. We've got people in Manhattan. We've got guys in Dodge City. We have people in Cancun, Mexico, <laughs> Tokyo. Um, I think we have some people maybe in Sweden or so. Is that? Am, am I close or? Hello. Hello. Okay, well, good. I'm still there. <laughs> you, sir, That's are still here. <laughs> I, I believe that the plan was that Mr. Mitchell was going to be uh, taking over on this segment, so that's why I, I was thrown off. Well, here's the deal. I'm taking Uh-oh. over, baby. I've thrown the whole thing into a tizzy. I took the, the sheet and I, I tore it up. I'm the one here in Manhattan, so I'm going to be the one talking. So, you know what? I want to talk DraftKings. I need some help. Um. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a you're on your own with the need of help there. You, I'm telling you, I'm going to stick with Mitch Pop. I'm just going to stick with right. what he's saying because he's been so on point here recently. The, at least the last, I think, three games he has been money. So whatever Mitch Palm says, I'm laying it on the line. <laughs> I'm going I'm going both barrels. I don't care, man. Here have my five dollars, Mitch Palm. I can't wait. Oh you know, all I've I, I just have to walk down the hall here to, you know, lay a few if I want. <laughs> That's right. That's very have you ever been to that uh casino? I've not been inside, no. I, I have not either, but I hear it's a fantastic place, the Boone Hill Casino. Uh, really, really nice. That's what I hear. 
And I, I want to get down there too. I'm pretty jealous. You got Brahms, you got a casino. Dude, are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> I am just because, you know, well, there's something about payday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Or maybe we could right. just continue to do the game like this. You could do the morning show like this, maybe? or <laughs> Live well, from the I casino. Yeah, yeah. You know how management would go on that. Uh, are they bu are they uh, buy, uh, paying sponsors? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we're so, we're starting a new trend in radio. Okay, is what we're doing. We're just we're gonna go wherever we want, and we're gonna hang out there, and that's where we're gonna do the shows from now on. It's a traveling morning show, and I think it's fantastic. I think the idea works. Good luck selling that one to management. <laughs> I mean, it worked when we were in Orlando. I will say that much. It but. did. It did go. It did go like gangbusters. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yes, it did. So yes, uh, we are in the United Wireless Arena in Dodge. Mitch Fortner will be along shortly as he will have coverage tonight of Manhattan High's girls in action against Emporia. He is in Emporia to cover that one for us tonight. Uh, the first of back-to-back -back nights that the Indians are playing games uh, on the road, the Manhattan High girls, that is, on the road, as uh, they tomorrow night then travel over to uh, Olathe uh, to take, or to Overland Park to take on Blue Valley uh, before their tournament action comes up next week. Tonight's uh, nightcap here in Dodge City pits Manhattan against Olathe East. First time that those two teams will have ever matched up. And we'll hear from head coach Benji George before we uh, get into that ball game tonight. But it's a very quick turnaround for the Indians, no matter the outcome tonight. If it's a win, it's a 1 o'clock, or a, a loss, it's a 1 o'clock tip tomorrow. And if it's a win, it's a 2.30 tip. I mean, just unreal how quickly Oof. that they are forced into having to turn it around and if it's a win it'll be against a team that they tangled with earlier this year wichita east who just did clip campus this afternoon in the uh closing moments of this last session by a 59 58 mark so could very well see that rematch coming up uh tomorrow afternoon but first things first the indians tonight matching up with a four and four squad in Olathe East here at United Wireless Arena and the Tournament of Champions. So two coaching decisions in the NFL that have taken place over the last couple days, and one of them we really need to, to mock Mitch Fortner for because his team elected to keep Mike McCarthy on. Oh, you can hear the groans all over the uh, the Americas. <laughs> As I, you know, I think everyone expected that to be a, a coaching change. I really, I, yes. I did not see that coming. And maybe is this Jerry Jones just getting a little older? Is that, uh, you know, this is the same man who sacked Tom Landry. Yes. I mean, he, he's got the guts to do whatever he's got to do. And he's going to stick it out at least one more year. Well, and bear in mind, he fired Tom Landry after a losing season. Yeah. So you have to qualify that. That's true. That's the very Pokes true. Won twelve games this year. Right. So that means that, you know, still on the good side of things, uh, you know, they had another Boffo regular season. Well, that sells tickets. Right. 
Right. And that's the most important I, thing. You got to fill that big old stadium and you got to make sure if right. that's going right, we can kind of roll with this uh, situation, but if that's if that's hurting as well, you're out the door. You are definitely it's, going home. I I think the point that stands out even more to me though is the delusional thought process that Jerry says that this team is very close to a Super Bowl. Right. They lost in the first round of the playoffs as a heavy favorite. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> and then it's like, it's not only is, is are they losing in the first round, but then they also have this looming specter known as the San Francisco 49ers just kind of hovering around them as a franchise. I think that every Cowboys fan, there, there wasn't a, one of them that was excited to potentially have to play the boogeyman known as the 49ers again. Um, so when you say close to the Super Bowl, I guess like, yeah, you were closer to the Super Bowl than say the Giants or the Commanders were, but I don't think close is as far as the playoff picture goes. Uh, no, you, you weren't close to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you lost in the first round, man. So He's got one more year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. It'll be year number six. And in the process of being a lame duck next year, mm-hmm. he's going to be asked about it every week. Mm-hmm. Jerry's going to be asked about it every week. I mean, it's going to be the topic that nobody wants to talk about, but it's going to be in front and center throughout the entirety of the time frame. You know, because that's, yeah. all of the media is just going to keep blowing it up. Right. And that's what, as a coach, it's, you know, part of your gig is to avoid these one-year lame duck kind of situations. Right. Um, because of how much of a distraction this becomes for everybody. And now, not only is Jerry going to answer the questions, but Mike's going to answer those questions. Dak is going to be asked those questions. C.D. Lamb is going to ask you. I mean, everybody on this team will have to talk about this one-year thing for the whole year. And that's brutal for this team. 28-season Super Bowl drought. Woo! And, and of course, it, it's easy for me to sit here and, and, and discuss this, you know, given that all of the upheaval in Denver is still looming. Um, he says as a Broncos fan. <laughs> and I think that that's the thing to remember the most is that no matter how bad uh, you think your own franchise might be, there it seems to always be someone worse. There's somebody way worse off. <laughs> There's always somebody where the grass isn't always always greener, you know. And I, really, if you look back at it, you know, and if you told somebody back in the 90s, back in the 70s oh. and the 80s, this is where the Cowboys would be. They would say, no way. The Cowboys are America's team. They're always kind of in the thick of things. They're always in the championship talk. And now um, it has become a joke. It, it really has become a joke as far as they're in and out status in, in the NFL playoffs. They are just not getting past the first round, and everybody knows it. The other coaching discussion that is out there is – the other decision made by, or not made, if you will, by a team, and that is the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. Ooh-wee. Tomlin's going to be back. 
And mm-hmm. you're, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we we got into the discussion a few weeks or a couple weeks back, where there's this mindset that uh, you know Marty Schottenheimer voiced it at one point, and that is that effectively you have about ten years as a head coach in the NFL, that your voice is heard for that long in the locker room. Well, McCarthy hasn't reached that point in Dallas, so that's not part of this discussion topic. Tomlin has been in Pittsburgh for 17 years now. Wow. Yeah. And he's not had a losing record yet. So you can say that, but as I heard someone mention it on the Dan Patrick show today, he's the NFL's most okayest coach. (laughs) Oh, but, you know, he gets to do this. Th- like he, he gets these kind of contract extension kind of things because the Steelers always, you know, not always, but ever so often they knock someone out of the playoffs and they go to the second True. or third, you know, and they end up in these uh, these battles where they beat people. And Mike Tomlin as well, you know, I think there's a separation when you talk about longevity with a guy like Mike Tomlin who seems as less of a rah-rah, I'm going to inspire you kind of guy that Marty Schottenheimer really really was. I mean, Marty was always just talking, <laughs> you know, and always trying to right. pump guys up and always really intense and really high energy. And Mike Tomlin is more of a sit back and like, hey, we're going to take care of business because that's what we do around here kind of guy. And so I can see maybe you tack on a few years, but after 17 years, man, <laughs> you know, it might be time to find something else to do or somewhere else to go with your platitudes and all the things that you use um, to, to you know, get your guys fired up. Maybe, maybe they do need a new voice just because. That said, one of the things that amazes me about that whole discussion is that it's the Steelers that are in the midst of that discussion. Yeah. The team that has been the most stingy as it pertains to uh, making coaches moves, or maybe the most loyal would be the better word, because they don't make moves. They allow for things to play out. Chuck Knoll to... uh, to uh, Bill Bill like Cower, kind of yep, Bill Cower, Cower. Mm-hmm. and then do Omar Epps, or sorry. Uh, <laughs> <Mike>. <laughs> so, yeah, um, maybe we're asking too much for them to even, you know, or to even bring that up as a topic. But it does make you wonder, you know, how much longer is the effectiveness there for Tomlin as a head coach. Right. And what it what does he what is his um I guess input on who do they hire as an offensive coordinator for that team? You know, yeah, like, that's a great question. What's yeah. the story there? I think that's more important to me is um who are they going to get to turn that thing around because that offense is putrid and they have some guys but they can't get out of their own way, and um, it's a mess there. Um, they got guys not blocking. They got guys openly criticizing the coaching staff. I mean, it's looking not so great on that side of the football. 
And you wonder, does Mike Tomlin, does he have a feel for who he could bring in to change things? I don't really know. Um, he kind of seems, doesn't he seem a little checked out sometimes? Like it's not the same guy it was, you know, t- 10 years ago, per se. Right. Well, I mean, when you're expending all that energy and action move. Oh, wait. Sorry. Wrong guy again. (laughs) That's Omar Epps. And a Major League League Two joke in the process. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a very interesting offseason. There is no doubt about that. The other coaching item that does, by the way, need a mention and that is that uh, interviews are ongoing for the various coaching positions and it's interesting to note that you know the NFL teams are announcing who they've interviewed someone brought this up on Twitter could you imagine what it would be like if uh, colleges actually were doing that oh my god a lot of who that would uh, well, that, yeah <laughs> that and i i my crack about it was that it would uh, drive the uh, flight trackers out of business oh my god you know the one day they're going to just turn that thing off uh, i'm just you know people are tired of even thinking about it the flight tracker thing has become it's too much anymore you know they're tracking flights out of everywhere you know like we're talking regional airports people are like oh did you hear did you see did you right. see? Oh my God! Stop! It 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 falls into the category of uh, saw Ferris's sister at the uh, or saw <laughs> Ferris's girlfriend at uh, Thirty One Flavors last night. <laughs> and and more importantly, it comes down to well, the, my buddy is a realtor, and they said that XXXXX. Oh, anyway, oh man. yeah, that's that's always pretty funny as well. It is, you know, uh, and and that happened a few years ago. Uh, when Bill Snyder's, you know, we were kind of talking about who would replace him, what was going on, and uh, Bobby Stoops just so happened yes. to be in Manhattan, and you know, the, I know for a fact that uh, he and his wife met at Rockabilly Bar and Deli. Is the that's the story I've been told anyway, and so they go, they occasionally come back and they'll go, you know, when they're around Manhattan. But that was big news. That that's it's going to be Bobby Stoops. He's coming back home, and it's just like just. Pump the brakes. People are allowed could to go Im- places, okay? Could you imagine if there had been an opening with K-State football this year and Lane Kiffin turned up? No. No. <laughs> you know, you know, though, does, does he get, I mean, he's kind of turned the corner, though, right? He's not the, he's not the obnoxious guy he used to be. I mean, he's still obnoxious, but... Not quite the level that he once was. Like, Tennessee Lane Kiffin. I go, oh, no. Oh, oh no. But now he's kind of, you know, he's got his team kind of rocking and rolling. They're not too bad. Being stranded on a tarmac uh, will do that to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you're fired. Get your own flight. <laughs> we'll do that to you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we continue. Uh, I'm in Dodge City. Mitch is in Emporia. Dave G's in the building. Trey's in the studio. You know, we got it all covered this afternoon. We're back with more on the game in a moment. Welcome back to the game. Mitch Fortner now taking over. I'm from Emporia High School, Centennial League country. 
as uh, as Troy mentioned during that update, we'll have Manhattan High Girls basketball, um, which you know always the scheduled pregame start time is five forty-five approximately, and never starts that early because of JV games ahead of time. And we're still in the third quarter of this JV game, so we are most likely going to bring you uh, with the game to at least the top of the hour. And then we will start pregame coverage 15 minutes prior to tip-off for uh, the Manhattan girls against uh, Emporia. This is going to be a really good game. I I would definitely stick around for this awesome game. These are going to probably be the two best teams in the Centennial League this year, by my prediction. We'll we'll see what uh, Washburn Roll ends up doing. But Emporia is a team that's made it to the state tournament the last couple of years. Under 11th-year head coach Carolyn Dorsey used to play at Emporia State, and she's a great coach, and they're a physical team. What Manhattan does, though, they're a physical team. They're a defensive team that's averaging, forcing 26 turnovers of a game. So, you know, this this might be a low-scoring game because of how physical it is for both defenses. Emporia's only given up 33 points a game. So this is going to be a physical game, and I can't wait to call it later on here tonight. Plus, uh, Troy going to be kicking off the uh, 81st Annual Dodge City Tournament of Champions. I'm DJ. I'm sure he's giving you all these numbers already, but this is the oldest high school basketball tournament west of the Mississippi. And Manhattan will play tonight against Olathe East at the uh, scheduled start time of 8.30, but again, it's a tournament, so you never know how much that gets pushed back um, with the previous game, and that's Dodge City taking on Mays at 7 o'clock. Deej, what's going on, man? I'm taking in all the history um, that you're (laughs) talking about, um, and I, I just... I, I don't know if you know this, but back in the day, I scored 25 points, grabbed six rebounds, uh, four steals, and three blocks down there in that tournament. I did not know you played basketball. Uh, that's not true. I made that all up. Yeah. I just well, I was gonna. Man. I was about to say, like, was this like a fourth grade league yeah. tournament in Emporia one day? Yeah, this was the this was a fifth grade fifth grade only, um, and I was a big 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 boy for my age, so. I was <laughs> I was like George Mirasan and just uh, just crushing everyone. Um, yeah, I, I actually played three years of um, organized basketball, so it would have been seventh grade, eighth grade, and then freshman year of high school. I I scored five total points <laughs> ever, ever. Oh, and uh, four of those were at uh, Marysville. <laughs> and I think I think I hit a free throw in a in a in an eighth grade game at like Fort Riley Middle School. <laughs> Gave Marysville and Fort Riley the business, man. I banked in the free throw and then airballed the second. Oh, oh! But you, got, I mean, you know, cash. You got change. You know what I'm saying? You, you got the. <laughs> so did I hear? I I kind of caught a little bit of the last segment. I told Troy I could definitely come on starting with the second segment of the second hour. Did you guys bring up Mike McCarthy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I I can't escape this guy. Ugh. Uh and I I've, been, I've said this that, you know, I don't even know if you get rid of him and hire somebody else that you're going to get better obviously that, you know, that's just the Cowboys fan in me cuz ever since Jimmy Johnson left, what the hell, right? Um I you know, I'm okay with him sticking around um, because this team is very talented, first of all, and they should be extremely talented next year as well. Um, fully expect another first-round exit or first-game exit. Um, at least I would be more fired up and angry if they did get rid of Mike McCarthy, talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and then they 
interviewed David Shaw after Jim Harbaugh <laughs> with the Chargers putting out those press releases. Jim Harbaugh, listen, that'd be a huge hire, of course, him getting back into the NFL. David Shaw has I, – I don't think he co- – he didn't coach this last year. I don't know if his last year at Stanford was the 2022 season. But you want to talk about an underachiever and one of the most o- overrated coaches, in my opinion, most overrated coaches in the last 20, 20 years of college football. I mean, absolutely fizzled out over his last four years. His best year over the last four years was – the COVID year, I believe, and I think you, and they only played six games. So, I, after hearing that, like you, you interviewed Jim Harbaugh, just won a national championship. He took, um, make sure I'm not getting my coaches mixed up. Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it. He lost to his brother. Um, but that does feel like the big hire if somebody does get Jim Harbaugh in the NFL. That would be the big hire of the off season. I'm just kind of like. I'm kind of in one whatever mode at this point with the Cowboys. Um, it's just kind of they could hire somebody, they could fire somebody, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's a, a I'll believe it when I see it. At this point now, I will believe the Cowboys are a Super Bowl team. I, I'll never fall for it again. 25, 26 straight years of the Cowboys being a Super Bowl team and not even getting to an NFC Championship game. I'm not going to fall for it anymore, Deej. It's over. I became a bandwagon fan when I was six years old, and the idiot that I am, I stayed on this this whole time. And I'm now 33 years old. It'll never end. I'm always going to stay with the Cowboys, but they're not a they're not an NFC Championship game until they get to an NFC Championship game. Third quarter, of this JV game's uh, ended. Deej, I'll let you say whatever you want about Mike McCarthy. Then I'm ready to move on to some actually really cool news. I just want to say I wish. I, sw- I so wish that I was in that crowd right now, the Emporia High School gym, uh, and to see you going <laughs> off about the Cowboys. <laughs> They're like, hey, did you see this crazy guy? He showed up. He had some headphones on. He's talking about Mike McCarthy yeah. and about how he's six years old or something. I don't know. Dude, you're allowed to feel that's however that, you want to feel. That just that just happened twice. <laughs> uh, two different people. Uh, and, <laughs> and Emporia... Where they where they sit us to call the games? We're actually right behind the fans. Uh, we're, let me count the rows here. We are about eleven rows off the floor. I mean, it's a really great spot. I'm right at mid court. Oh, right. I on. prefer this angle. Like, I wish I could PA um, K State basketball games from like ten rows up oh. instead of being at floor level. Believe it or not, because it's too often I have coaches and and referees in my way. Sometimes I don't see who scores the basket. Up here, I see everything, and that's great. Um, yeah, Emporia is a really comfortable place to call a game, i got to say. Um, okay, so I don't know if you guys talked about this. I did not hear much of the show other than, the, like, the first five minutes. And and then I lost you guys. I lost the signal in Council Grove. But So have you heard who's coming to Manhattan on Fake Patty's Day? I have because I cut the I cut that spot, so <laughs> I know. Yes, I do. But go ahead, go ahead, go. Ahead. So Fake Patty's Day. Okay, it's that first Saturday in March. I don't know about you. I haven't done Fake Patty's Day in a number of years. I mean, really, since I started working at the radio station, I haven't done um, Fake Patty's Day. But it's obviously a Manhattan tradition that apparently started with Wildcat ninety one nine, and uh, the. You know, especially the housing around 
K-State is flooded with people that want to drink all day, starting like at 5 a.m., a little bit of breakfast beers, mm-hmm. breakfast manmosas. Uh-huh. Cakes um, and eggs. Th- but here's the here's the big news, and I, I, I had to text somebody to make sure it was okay to talk about now. Um, this is definitely cool for the younger crowd. The older crowd might not think this is that cool at all. Um, anybody out there fans of Sandstorm, that song, um, you know, that plays at K-State basketball games once in a while. As a matter of fact, we got it with like 11 minutes ago against Baylor. It played in the fourth quarter of the K-State women's basketball game against Texas with about eight and a half minutes to go. We get it a lot more because of the, uh, you know, the blank KU chant that you don't hear anymore unless maybe KU's in town, uh, in Bramblage Coliseum. That song was made, I don't know how long ago it was, but it's made by this guy from Finland named Darude. Darude is coming to Manhattan on Fake Patty's Day, which is March 2nd, to perform Sandstorm. Uh, and I was told it's at Yard Bar mm-hmm. in Aggieville, and it will take place at noon. He'll start his set at noon at Yard Bar. Is that, am I getting that right? I, you have got those details uh, correct. Um, I fully expect the roof to just blow off of that place. I, I can't wait. I, I might well, go. Well, the thing is, like, you know, I don't know if he has any other songs that are known. You know? <laughs> no. Uh, I couldn't tell you another song. Other, uh, but Sandstorm was gigantic. It is massive. massive. Um, and, like, you know, Vice, uh, the, the channel Vice yeah. did a documentary on that song, and it featured footage of K-State games in Bramlage, people going nuts to Sandstorm from long ago. I think it was, you know, there were probably like 2010 videos or something <laughs> like that. It's still CDC. It's cool to see K-State get featured in those videos. And I'll, I'll tell you, here's what to expect. If you're planning to go to the Darude concert in Aggieville on Fake Patty's Day, you're not going to get a KSU chant. No. No, uh, because you're, you're outside. You're you're outside Father Drum Tang's house. Yes. Okay. The kids are outside the house. They're going to let loose in Aggieville when when Sandstorm still gets played. It's not KSU. <laughs> it's blank KU. Yeah. It'll probably be. You might get Guinness Book of World Records to Aggieville on on Fake Patty's Day because it's going to be the loudest blank KU chant probably of all time. Yeah. It's going to be loud. Uh, and, and yard bar's not that big. Yeah. It's going to register on the Fukushima uh, scale. It's going to be big. It's going to be very, very, very loud. And the pop, it's going to be like Stone Cold yeah. walked in there. It's going to be I- insane. Well, it's like, you know, Tina Turner. Oof. Proud Mary. When she would perform Proud Mary, this is past the Ike days, but when she would go on tour and perform Proud Mary, it would usually wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. But Proud Mary, I don't know how long the song is, uh, to be exact, but she always had the buildup. She would, you know, that would carry on for a couple of minutes. Like, she's just building up to it. She does little dance moves. Going to get this song started nice and easy, then we're going to get rough. <laughs> well, if you're Darude, that's exactly what you do. Yeah. You turn what is sans, what is Sandstorm four minutes long. Let's say four minutes long. The... The, the beginning of the song, 
stretch it out, like just keep playing the keyboards. Dun, 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 and it just, you know, do the, hey, are you ready, K-State fans or whatever, you know, get mm-hmm. them, get somebody out there to do that. Uh, I haven't been booked yet, but I will uh, I will accept that job <laughs> if anybody needs me to do it. Um, I think that's really cool, though, because that's been talked about, actually, not like in a – I haven't been around a professional circle that's talked about doing that really ever, but the, the idea has been thrown out there, like, hey, let's get Darude and Bramlage one day and have them play Sandstorm, and let's really blow the roof off the Octagon of Doom. That's never happened, Ooh. but it's actually going to happen on Fake Patty's Day um, uh, in Aggieville, and there's been a lot of Fake Patty's Days where there's been home games, but I'm not sure if there is one on I on know. March 2nd. I can't believe no one thought of this before, like, Yard Bar. <laughs> Who, why didn't anyone at K-State say, let's reach out to this guy? Um, like this is the greatest idea ever. The length of the original mix, seven minutes and 26 seconds. Oh, wow. There you go. That's going to be, yeah, that's it then. If you got, I know you got some serious stroke. So can you go ahead and use those connections to talk to Darude and go, Hey, I know you've been performing this song since 1999, but I can tell you what you need to do. Okay. And you need to go a little bit longer than you normally do. I say lay it out for him and see what he says. See what Darude Let's comes back tra- with. We need to get Travion in on this. Travion, I just broke the major news. I mean, this is breaking news. That is kind of breaking well, news. I'm I'm Cronkite right now. Oof. And I just told the world that Darude is coming to Manhattan, Kansas on March 2nd. I, oh. I don't know if that's up your alley, that kind of music, but what do you think, Trayvon? You're a young guy. You're still in school. What do you think about that? Uh, it sounds interesting. Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of the guy, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, and that's surprising because you've heard of every person in music. So, And, like, I think it's weird that Darude isn't – on the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of musical artists by now, this song should be so well-known that anybody's like, oh, yeah, Daru, yeah, I know him. Maybe this is the catalyst. Maybe his his performance at Yard Bar creates such a fervor that we never forget the name Darude. Maybe. Only thing, and Deej, the only thing that would make this better, <laughs> if you're thinking about Bramlage Coliseum music, mm-hmm. obviously Sandstorm is the real treat. Yeah. It is the full-size Snickers on Halloween. Oh, yeah. What would be great is, could we get Cascada to come? So, I, I don't know if... That's like the German pronunciation, I believe, but it's the group that does every time we touch. Oh, we touch, my. I get this feeling. You know, that might be second place. Oh, my God. In, in the pecking order of Bramlage Coliseum songs that aren't by the Pride of Wildcats. Okay, so they come out first, then Will Ferrell comes out, and <laughs> then Darude closes the show. The roof comes blowing off of the Bram. Everybody passes out, and history is made. I I went to a concert one time. It was a corn concert, and instead of, like, a bunch of opening bands, um, well, there was a couple of opening bands, but in between the bands, Big J Okerson um, 
the stand-up comedian, yeah. came out and did a set, and then they had a DJ come out and do a set. Whoa. And I'm thinking, like, okay, but between Cascada, C- Cascada, I think is how you say it, and then Darude, you could have, like, a Will Ferrell, you know, yeah. like a stand-up comedian come out and do a set. Yes. Even though, if you ask any comedian, a college gig is tough. Yeah, I bet. No, yeah. I, I saw Zach- Especially Fake Patty's Day? Yeah. I saw um, the Will Ferrell thing with, like, Zach Galifianakis came and I can't remember who else was with them, but it, they struggled. They really definitely, and it was Will Ferrell, and it was not great. Not great. Kind of right. like Zach, Zach Galifianakis opened. Who else? Do you remember who I else was there? I cannot remember who else was there. Um, I, it might have been, um, oh, the guy. He's a KU guy. Uh, Rob Riggle. It was Rob Riggle. Oh, Riggle was yeah, there? Yeah, Rob Riggle okay. was there. And Will Ferrell, of course. But Will Ferrell didn't really do an act. He just kind of rode around on a jazzy, one of those jazzy scooters, and just kind of joked around. Well, shout out to Yard Bar as we wrap yeah. up this segment. Shout out to Yard Bar. That, that's a great get. Uh-huh. And this get was, I mean, this has been 15 years in the making. Is. To have the actual guy that made Sandstorm come to Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, and I don't know how much... Like touring, if he does any in the United States, I think he's more of a European hit. But man, when Sandstorm took off, it kind of had like a um, oh, what am I trying to think of? Like a second wind um, a little bit later after it was released. And by the way, the music video apparently there's a lot of like errors in the music video. I heard about that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Yard Bar, great get that. That's the awesome spot. work. And I even what's even great about that is I, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not, but he starts at noon. On Fake Patty's Day. When does a concert start at noon? I tell you what. Fake Patty's Day. The road. Show up. Have fun. Get everybody out there before everybody just gets too exhausted to party. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, we got a minute 54 still left in this JV game. We, we we're, might take this to the top of the hour. It's going to be pretty close. I think we will. So let's take our last break. When we come back, Deej is going to host us in some Ask Us Anything after these words. Thirteen fifty KMAN. What's happening? It's the game with Mitch, Troy, Dave, Travion, Owen, Ashe, a bunch of other people. Uh, we have a Pottawatomie County Road obstruction to let you know about. Uh, please avoid traversing Blue River Road. Multiple vehicles disabled due to icy road conditions. That's Blue River Road in Pottawatomie County. Uh, we do have multiple vehicles disabled due to icy road conditions. I know it's kind of warmed up, but it's still kind of wonky out there. So that one, uh, that's a tip from your friends at 1350 KMAN. Nice work. Um, the band now starting to strike up here at uh, Emporia High School. Uh, real quick, DJ, before we get to your first question, just want to mention uh, we will start pregame right at the top of the hour. It could be perfect timing. Right at 6 o'clock is when we'll start pregame coverage. So go ahead, Deej, with your first one. What I want to know for uh, Ask Us Anything today, uh, when people ask you to tell them a fun fact about yourself, what's your go-to? Well, you know, I I have a huge ego. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing I got to say is I I, I was an intern at the Howard Stern Show. Yeah. 
That definitely gets the most questions. Uh, it is still the thing I get asked about the most. Like, I don't, I never talk about it. Like, yeah. it, it never comes up on this show. It will once in a great while. Usually it's because of Pete Hughes. Because <laughs> Coach Hughes yeah. is, a, is, a, is a Stern Show fan. Yeah. Um, and he, he loves to ask me questions about it. Uh, other than that, doesn't get brought up too much anymore. Uh, also, uh, I went to San Francisco once. Whoa. That's a neat fact to bring out. I know. I've, actually, not once, twice. That's Whoa. how many times I've seen the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, my God, dude. It's huge. What about you? Um, I'm an ordained minister. I was ordained online um, to do a buddy's wedding, and now I've been roped into like four different weddings. Um, it's not that fun, but I am... <laughs> Ordained. I'm also um, I'm eligible to do counseling, marriage marriage counseling. So anybody <laughs> out there needs any marriage counseling, uh, come my way, man. Bring it, dude. I'll, I'll tell you what. Oh I my think. god. Could we could we get Troy and Monica to like they're the perfect couple? That I'm sure they never fight. But yeah. Can we get them to like air some grievances and you talk them through it? Yeah, as long as it's on the air. I mean, as sure. long as we as we do we broadcast it live. On uh, all the stations, like how we do the quad emergency stations kind of thing. As long as we do that and we kind of put all their personal business out there, I am game, baby. That sounds like great radio. You know what? I just thought of this, and we definitely need to make this happen, is when things kind of slow down a little bit. Yeah. Let's do a dating game, and it's Deej and your wife Uh against Troy and his wife. Dude, so let's get you and Sarah. Let's yeah. get let's get Troy. Like the the newlyweds game kind of thing, dude. I am down because I I mean I'm competitive, dude. Yeah, and they've been married like 25 years. You've been married five. We've been married four years. Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Wait, uh, one, two, three. Yeah, three, three years, four years. <laughs> Well, and I'll never forget the day you got married because that's when BYU played K-State in soccer in Manhattan, and so I couldn't get there for the ceremony or anything. I even missed dinner. Yeah. Uh, but it's also the 21st night of September because I remember they played Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. Dude. But you did get to, you showed up for the reception. You still showed up for the reception and had a few, you know, pops, didn't you? I got there right as you, like, began your speech. Ah, yes. Yes, I remember that very well. Not really. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time had by all. I, I got, think we may have a couple minutes. Yeah, I got one more. I got a couple more. Yeah. I got ten more. Dude, have you ever canceled plans because of the parking situation? <laughs> I used to not go to class Great. in case they... <laughs> Great question. <laughs> um, I would sometimes... <laughs> I would sometimes skip out so a college thing here. Like sometimes would play pickup ball, but the parking lot would always be full, and I never oh, wanted yeah. to park on the street. So sometimes I just kind of skip out on that. <laughs> um, other than that, no, not really. I, I'm kind of a pest when it comes to parking. Like, okay, it's Aggieville, it's Moro, and I want to go. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, Wingstop. I just throw something out there. Yeah. Want to go to Wingstop? I see a parking spot uh, by Johnny Coss. I'm like, 
eh, it's 10 o'clock at night. Maybe there's something a little bit further up. And then I screw myself over. I can't oh. find anything. And then I'm doing laps. You you won't give up. If, it, if you got wing stop on the mind, you're going to get your wing stop no matter what. Dude, I respect it. I respect that, dude. 100%. I, I don't know where we're at, but I do see here it's 559. So it looks like we got to wrap up the show. Sorry, Trey, if I do a little bit early here. But... Stick around because right away we are starting pregame coverage. Manhattan High girls basketball against the fifth-ranked team in 5A. The Emporia Spartans is next for Troy, Travion, DJ, Mitch. Go Cats.